Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Bethlehem Church Podcast, where our goal is to offer you compelling biblical content to equip you to live an empowered Christian life. Each week, you'll hear a message from our lead pastor, Matt Robinson, or another member of the Bethlehem team. We also host a conversation every week where we unpack different facets of Sunday's message. We're so excited about this conversation, and we hope it's a blessing to you. Let's jump in. Well, hey there. I'm Pastor Cody. And I'm Pastor Matt. And we're here on this Faithful Thursday to have ourselves one of those things that we call... The Conversation. The Conversation. Yeah, man. And today is unique, where we are not talking about one of his messages, but we are talking about one of mine, mm. which I enjoyed uh, talking about and getting to present. Yeah. Um, if you haven't listened or seen that yet, the link is in the description, as well as my message notes, if you want to follow along better with this conversation. Yeah, it was wonderful. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was running the camera. <laughs> Yes, you were. <laughs> jumped in uh, and and was uh, volunteering in different capacities on Sunday, which was fun. Yep. And um, because yeah. you never actually truly get a Sunday off. <laughs> no, <laughs> that doesn't happen. Fortunately, I do not. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we it was a good time. Uh, I thought so. Uh, we talked about uh, talked about a couple things from Nahum chapter one, which is a book that you probably didn't know existed until mm. right this second. Yeah. Um, and it's from a book of books called the Minor Prophets, or what would classically be considered the Twelve, uh, which I think is really cool. Um, I think one of the reasons that Jesus had twelve disciples is yes, because of the the symbolism of the twelve tribes, mm-hmm. but I think also because of the like if you really boiled down the content of the twelve Minor Prophets, like it's all about like the inclusion of the nations and the, and, and the the day of the Lord. And I just, I don't, you know, it's an opinion that I have, you know, I think it's pretty significant that they are the 12 and Jesus also had the 12, Mm. you know, I don't know. Why would it not? What are your thoughts on that? Why would it not work? I think it sounds great. I think it sounds so good. So good. Uh, Yeah, no, I, I think, um, there are many, 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 many patterns and things Mm -hmm. that are in scripture, um, that I have yet to, discover and that's the beauty of walking with jesus and this glorious book that he's given us called the bible yeah and um it's just such an incredible project like the bible project (laughs) Um, did you you see that they're announcing something on december 10th apparently they have a big thing coming up next year a big one that's what they said that's what they said i don't know what that what that means but no i just i think there's so many connections there's so many things that Mm -hmm. you know we'll be able to explore in you know when the kingdom of god has fully come and um you know already but not yet yeah i I wonder (laughs) carmen's been talking about that ai software that can like write things and and look through and examine things like like instantly Mm -hmm. i just snapped if you didn't hear that (laughs) you probably (laughs) didn't um but I wonder, you know, like it, down the road, like will AI be able to search through scripture and find patterns and things that we mm. we've never even seen before? <laughs> I mean, I would imagine so. Maybe the metaverse will actually have something to offer Christianity. I doubt that. Yeah. I'm boycotting. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Just like that time you boycotted Netflix yeah. <laughs> for like a day. <laughs> and I'm all dang it. I'm done. Sure, Just kidding. Sure like that. Sure like them Netflix originals. Yeah. Sure like that next season. Oh, I think <laughs> it was The Crown. I was like, oh, another season of that. 
Yep. Yeah. Don't I was agree with them cuties, but the... we're going to have to activate that puppy back again. I, <laughs> I still am logged in yours, but yep. I still pay for it. What? <laughs> I do. I have like a full thing. My old neighbor, he's like on my, you know, my Netflix. And mm, you people yeah. out there that can't afford your own Netflix, look, listen. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm just about, it's about, it's Giving Tuesday. No, it's he's not. not your neighbor anymore, though. That's you okay. Can, <laughs> Once my neighbor, always my neighbor. You can cut him off, and there never even has to be an awkward conversation. No, I mean, <laughs> we love Chester and Elaine. We go back and go to their fruit stand, and yeah, they're they're awesome people. So he'll he'll always have a spot in my Netflix account. <laughs> well, how about well? <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, anyway. how about you let me on your Netflix account, mm, sure. and I'll keep you on my Disney Plus account. That sounds good. Yeah. Like and share this post if you want a Netflix share with us. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll loop you in on that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not illegal or wrong at all. Yeah. I've never read anything that says otherwise, so yeah. mm-hmm. it's just an assumption. We're I all part of the family money. of God. Yep, we're so, all in the same family. So because of that, <laughs> we Netflix share. And yeah. We Disney Plus share. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. I saw a thing. It was like, uh, you know, one of those, uh, one of those memes or whatever, but it was like all these different subscriptions that you have like and added it's like, up. yes it's cable now yeah, well no it was like and all of this is more than just what cable you know what i mean cable <laughs> yeah. would be cheaper mm-hmm. after all of that and yep. it's the truth we've come full circle more than that it's like you know they had that in mind from yeah. the beginning what i really hope but. happens though is like all of the uh so like you have uh what's the one i just got a free trial for it so i could binge something and then cancel it um, but the Paramount Plus, like these big, bigger companies. Because oh, everybody's into Yellowstone. Yeah. Oh, is that what that's on? Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, I need to binge that too then before it cancels. You better hurry. Yeah. It's a month though. It's a month free trial. That's enough time. And then it's a whole four ninety nine a month after yeah. that. But Well, when we take trips, like that's my time to like catch up on stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can just use it to your imagination whether I'm the one driving or not. But... <laughs> We just put the iPad Your up. Your masculine self. I have to drive the whole trip. Yeah, not really. I just think it's, yeah, my it's wife fun. doesn't like to drive. Yeah, it's less. Yeah. Uh, to me, on road trips, they're so boring if you're not driving. They're yeah. boring if you are driving, but especially if you're nah, not driving. Not if you have Netflix. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, I feel obligated to be, like, communicating with the driver, though, yeah. out of courtesy. Well, no. we. I mean, we and when I say together. the driver, I mean my wife, actually, right, right, in those right. situations. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But well, heck, let's jump in. Yeah, and, let's jump uh, in here. Go over your message. Yeah, good stuff. All right, so jumping back in here into the meat of it. So we are talking about Nahum chapter one, and it's yeah. 15 verses. It's very compact. The whole book is actually very small mm. uh, as a whole. But, and really, and this is kind of a, I think a helpful way to think about things. Um, my, my message title was Clouded Comfort. And that comes from the fact that this is a very, uh, you'll read the 15 verses and you'll be like, there's literally nothing encouraging in this. Yeah. <laughs> like this is all just like God's wrath and judgment and an oracle against a nation who we end up finding out to be Nineveh and Assyria. Um, <laughs> we're, we're drinking. Had to burp. Sorry. We're drinking soda. Yeah. So usually it's huge coffee. mistake. Don't so, don't ever do that yeah. if you host a podcast. If drink we're just soda over on here. Burping. That's why. Yeah. We're burping. <laughs> um. But 
But his is soda too. Yeah, Don't it's soda. I just wanted to disguise it a little bit, so it was yeah. a little less. You know, Dr Pepper sponsor us. Traditional Dr Pepper. I love it, man. Those twenty three flavors. All twenty three flavors. I yeah, saw this thing. I'm a big fan. Apparently, if you mix cherry, Pepsi, and root beer, it's like Dr Pepper. That. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. That sounds legit. Yeah. But that's only like three flavors and not 23 flavors. Well, but there's a lot more flavors in root beer. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's a lot. A root lot beer is like the secrets. We got 21. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, one thing that you had mentioned is it's the ambiguity, right? And how that could be applied, you know, to us. Mm-hmm. You know? And and that's uh, that was a neat thing. You know, that yeah. You had said. I thought that was super neat because when you read the first chapter, so right out of the gate, the first verse is the Oracle of Nineveh. <laughs> and, but I was reading some commentaries and I watched a couple Bible project videos and they, they all, straightened them out. yeah, they straightened me out for yeah. sure, which I need. Um, and they were all like, yeah, Nineveh never mentions Assyria. And I was like, it's literally in the first verse. I'm like Nahum never, right. Nahum never mentions never it. Mentions it. And scripture as we know it is, you know, uh, is compiled and put together by, probably thousands of names that we'll never know, but a scribe titled this Oracle, you know, an Oracle of, you know, Nahum against Nineveh, whatever the, the verse actually says. Um, but Nineveh himself, or not Nineveh, Na- Nahum, Nineveh. It's got close. it right there. Yeah. It's all in loop. here. He's it's, on a loop. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he never, he never mentions them by name in the first chapter. And so you're kind of, you know, you're reading it. If this was like fresh for the first time and the way that it was supposed to be received, You'd be like, gosh, I, w- I wonder, you know, I wonder who he's talking about. Um, and then you read further and you're like, oh, it's Nineveh and Assyria. But what he does is he, you know, he puts a template together of how uh, God deals and judges evil nations specifically. Mm-hmm. And we can kind of dial that back. And, you know, there's a there's a couple of ways that I felt like we can extrapolate that for, you know, for our use and for our benefit, because we're not governors of evil nations. Mm. We may live in one at times, but we are not governing it. <laughs> yeah. Therefore not subject to the, the same judgment. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. I think what, you know, you had a lot of things that, you know, you could have gone deeper into. Um, what are some things that you maybe didn't get to share in 11 o'clock hour and, you know, and maybe that you maybe you shared them at nine. I, I'm not sure, but boy, if you came to nine o'clock and not eleven, I had to cut out a lot yeah. because of time. So different, I'm sorry. Different message. But. Yeah, totally different. Um, which is, I, I honestly, I said some things, and you can probably affirm to this because you do this all the time. And I'm always hesitant to credit the Holy Spirit because I don't want to say something bad and be like, yeah, that was the Holy Spirit <laughs> that did that. But stuff just falls out of your mouth sometimes when you're preaching, oh, and yeah. it's like, I wasn't thinking about that. I wasn't planning to say that. You good? <laughs> yeah. He's going to die live on air. Share this to your friends. Oh, um, but, um, you know, just just some some phrases and some <clears throat> different things that I looped in that I just I didn't intend to do at all. Yeah. It just happened. <laughs> and, you know, I want to say that it was the Holy Spirit. But again, I'm always hesitant because don't be hesitant. Huh? Yeah, don't be hesitant. You're yeah. preaching God's word. You're. I just never want to say something outlandish and be like, "Yeah, but that's the Holy Spirit, so you can't deny it." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just kind of one of those things. But yeah, you're um, behind the sacred desk, and I think that from that perspective, um, you know, when you when you have those things come to your mind, that's an answer to prayer. You know. Oh, for sure, and especially after <clears throat> I felt like I really had to to walk back and condense nine, and right after that, I was like, Lord. <laughs> yeah. This one needs to go really well yeah. because I don't feel like that translated super well. Um, and I, you know, I think it went pretty good. Absolutely. Um, but one of the things that uh, really the heart of it is that, 
you know, the concept is that we <laughs> we shouldn't be anxious by the happenings of our world mm. and the rising and falling and the warring of different nations because, you know, God is ultimately at the heart of all of that. And you read, I think it's Daniel chapter 9, uh, you know, he sets up and he throws down empires. Like, that's what God does. Mm. <clears throat> and <laughs> no we... <laughs> right, yeah, we're done. No more <laughs> sips today. Um, and, but, but that's something that we should be comforted by, you know, this stuff, but yet it makes us anxious because we're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen. But the reality is that the Lord has a desired end and, you know, he's going to get there. And as a byproduct of that, like he is active in making sure that this thing, you know, that we're involved in, it moves forward. And a part of that is that he judges evil. Right. which involves governments and people and uh, corporately and individually. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. we overlook the corporate level. Yeah. Um, okay. One thing that is something that I wanted to bring up is when you look at the, the judgments very harsh uh, to the Ninevites, but if you do a very close study and a close <coughs> reading, you'll see that God was not just blanket, like obliterating, you know, a populace here. Uh, it was directly targeted at the shepherds and those who were leading the people. And when I say shepherds, I don't mean sheep herders. I mean mm-hmm. leaders. Um, but it was directly a, a, you know, towards the leadership that was steering that ship. It wasn't just everybody under the umbrella gets destroyed. It was like, no, from the top down, like this thing is going to be rubble. Um, taking care of what needs to be done and not, not just destroying everybody indiscriminately, mm-hmm. which I thought was good. Yeah, because I think a lot of people will read that and they'll be like, oh, you know, Yahweh is so, so evil or contradictory because he destroys women and children. And and that's, you know, but that's not that's not really the vibe that you get holistically. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, sure. Tragic things happen and whatnot. But I I don't think that when you read Nahum specifically, that that's at all the the end goal in mind. Right. You know, his target was was those who were directly at fault, Mm -hmm. you know, corporately their government. So that was neat. More than I think, too, like understanding that, you know, God has made a way, you know, for for all of those people, even especially looking at it as this is like a sequel to Jonah, where the people were given a very, you know, significant opportunity to repent and did, Mm -hmm. but it didn't stick clearly because they're being judged for their evil. Sure. You know, so this is this has to be looked at, you know, as whole like the minor prophets as a whole, this whole story. It has to be looked at that way because they did they did have a way. Mm-hmm. And today, obviously, is a is a bit different, <laughs> if you want to call it a different dispensation, <laughs> if that's where you're at. I'm not going to use that word, yeah, but you can call it that. that. Um, <clears throat> you can call it that if you want to. It's okay. Just don't listen anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right now, go ahead. And uns- yeah, go ahead and go unsubscribe. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but sorry, I didn't mean to. Cut <laughs> you off. <laughs> Speaking in tongues. There we go. Gosh. No offense if you do that. Yeah, have a I don't. I don't have that gift. I kind of wish I did, but I don't. Yeah, we pray for it. Oh. It, it happens. <clears throat> Can, yeah, um, yeah. I think that um, you know, just putting things in perspective as far as God's sovereignty, I felt like you did a good job. You know, uh, articulating the fact that we have to like, like our end of it. You know, yeah. we have to accept the fact that God is working and God is moving in this fallen world. And who are we to stand in judgment of God judging and doing right. righteous things and doing just things? And and that's where I think I just to be transparent, I think sometimes I struggle with that sometimes mm-hmm. of, you know, allowing God to do God things, you know, and yeah. even in my life, you know, we want things to be a certain way or we want the outcome to be a certain way and I'm doing X, Y and Z. Well, it's really not about us. You right. Know. It's not. 
he has a plan. He's working his plan. We're a part of that, mm-hmm. not the other way around. Right. Um, and, you know, at the same time, you know, from God's perspective, he has set his affection on us. He has paid a great mm-hmm. price for us. He loves us. He's gone to the end of the earth, you know, to redeem us. Mm-hmm. But because the earth is flat, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, that that's his choice and that's yeah. his doing. And, you know, we're, we're a part of that, mm-hmm. you know, and I think to take that a step farther, I think that we often make excuses for God doing God things. Mm. You know, we feel like yeah. we have to kind of, and that's really part of what this, what I just said, you know, making excuses for how God chooses to <laughs> judge almost, right. you know, how, how we feel like we have to kind of put a bow on how he chooses to operate. And it really, he can do what he wants. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. And we, yeah. I think part of having a gospel centered worldview is, is, is holding up high the fact that like he is God, he is not bound to any specific operating system. He just isn't. Yeah. And we Especially just. Especially not the virtue signaling of Christians. No, right, right, exactly. He is not subject to what we in the 21st century think should or should not happen. Right. He's just not. And we might like to think that he is subject to that, but he's not. Yeah. He's sovereign. And I think that we do that. And I don't, I don't mean we specifically, but just as a whole in this generation, like we're really good at saying how good we are mm-hmm. and how holistic we are in our approach to making sure things are fair and just, but, but we're not, we're not, and we're sinners and we're broken and we have issues and, you know, the Lord is, is redeeming those things. But I think that's the beauty of, you know, just coming through second Corinthians and, and seeing Paul show them what reconciliation actually looks mm-hmm. like, you know, and that's like being brutally honest with yourself. You know, we can stand, we we can try to like put ourselves on this like uh, you know ethereal moral high ground, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, the Lord is and has been working His plan from the beginning, and He's not going to stop that. Yeah, you know, and and uh, kind of expound a little bit on what you were saying as far as like you know the way of the snake and mm, how yes. you know I think that there's uh, okay how, what's what's a way if we kind of like turn this in in one sense. Like, what's a way of uh, the way of people saying, well, I'm doing this the right way, but really they could be uh, staying on the wrong side, you know, and kind of like engaging with, you know, what they think is God's will. But really, they're actually engaging with the way of the snake. Yeah. And I think it's a really and I and I talked about this in the message a little bit. It's a really fine line to toe uh, when you're you know, when we think that we're in the right, but we're actually in the wrong and this is where, you know, the Holy Spirit comes into play big time because we ultimately to, you know, with our best intentions, we are still sinners and we are still subject to kind of twist, you know, what we think is God's will to fit what we want it to be. Mm. And so I think sometimes we end up putting ourselves, you know, and really, and this ties big into like the beast and revelation, uh, which really just is a system, you know, a system that people buy into and, and give their allegiance to. Um, and it's the, you know, as far as the, the chapter, it talks about God conquering Bashan and conquering Carmel and Bashan is, is, you know, would quite literally mean the place of the snake and snake imagery goes all the way back to Genesis chapter three. And generally in scripture is not really tied to anything good with the exception of when Moses raises up the snake in the wilderness, you know? Um, and so what we have to be careful of is that this system that is operating, that God is actively engaged in making war against, and part of that is, is through his church, um, through the gospel spreading, not us, you know, protesting and kicking fences down. Um, but, but 
you know, when <laughs> I'm stumbling over myself now, um, but we You're what we have good. to be what we have to be careful about is when we have, feel a certain kind of way about something and we attach ourselves to that. You know, you very well may be attaching yourself to to cosmic evil mm-hmm. in the form of the evil system that runs our world. Right. And a lot of times we just we don't have the wisdom to to figure out if that is what it is or not. Yeah. And I think on a personal level, like we all have to be very, very like aware of what we're getting ourselves wrapped up in. Mm-hmm. And beyond being aware, like we, we have to pray for supernatural wisdom. We have to because we in our own wisdom have no way of knowing whether or not we are a part of that or not. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah. Did I, did I wrap that up? Okay. I think so. Cause it's definitely, you know, we, we are pulled, you know, we have our conscience, but we have our affiliations. We have our loyalties, you mm-hmm. know, where they lie. And it was like, you know, looking at how the Lord was going to, you know, bring judgment upon this nation yeah, and move forward with these plans. It's, uh, I, I think you, you really brought that out well, you know, to say like, look, the Lord has a plan. He's working his plan. And if you are, uh, you know, s- centered in the gospel and centered with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you know, the Lord is going to be able to continue to work and you're going to be able to be a continued part of that plan. Yeah. You know? And I think that, you know, is just to kind of like piggyback uh, off, off of what you said. Um, we those loyalties, those things that we find our identity in mm-hmm. rather than being image bearers right. of, of mm-hmm. Christ, the, you know, and, and maybe it's as, as dumb as looking back at your last 20 Facebook posts, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you're very you're, telling. <laughs> yeah. Open up your t-shirt drawer. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- where, where are you in, in your humanity? Right. And is your humanity and what you have cho- chosen to align yourself with, how far is it from the gospel? Right, exactly. And we like to, yeah. we really like to say like, well, and I think a lot of people use this excuse with like when when they know that everybody else knows that like they're dating somebody who they for sure shouldn't be dating. Mm. And their excuse is always like, well, you know, they just really need somebody like me that can that can bring them into the church. And it's <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I mean, if you've yeah. heard it once, you've heard it a thousand times. Sure. Everybody's got an excuse like that. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody who knows better and, and, you know, yeah, doesn't actually know better. But... You know, it's just, <laughs> it's extremely dicey. It gets, it gets pretty weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just think that like there's a, you know, not, not just the fine line, but the idea that we invite the Lord into every area of our life and mm-hmm. we continue to pursue things that he would pursue mm-hmm. and allow, you know, that justice aspect to come into areas of our lives and yeah. the world around us as he would address it mm-hmm. and hold on to the things of this world loosely and hold on to the gospel firmly. You know, that's yeah. kind of what I walked, you know, what I walked away with. Yeah, for sure. And that's and that's a big thing. And we had talked about, you know, God is <laughs> he's judging this evil, and Nahum does a really really good job of tying uh really the minor prophets as a whole. I think Micah touches on it as well. Um but tying like Nineveh and Assyria, uh you know, they loop in Nimrod and they go all the way back to the table of nations and Nimrod was a Gibor in Hebrew and that ties, you know, his, it ties his lineage to the giants. You know, mm-hmm. Nimrod was like this big warlord like figure. And mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I think he first appears in Genesis chapter. I don't know if he's exclusively in chapter 10. He might be in chapter eight. Uh, e- either way, he comes it's after like a Noah. hunter, right? Yeah. He was a hunter, mighty hunter, mighty hunter before the Lord. It says twice in Genesis 10. 
Um, but you know, it ties him back to the giants, which ties him back to the evil sons of God, which, you know, basically what the, the, the writer saying is like, Hey, listen, like Nineveh and Assyria are birthed like at their core, they come from cosmic evil. Yeah. And because they come from cosmic evil, the root is poisonous and it has to be destroyed. Yeah. And God is going to destroy them. And I think if we're not careful, you know, we align ourselves with things that are of, you know, as one of my lines in the message was we, when God wants to destroy the place of the snake, we give place to the snake mm. in our lives. Mm. And whether we would all like to admit it or not, we do on yeah. a very consistent basis. Yeah. And then we get burned in situations and we're like, why would God do that to me? Like, well, it's because we aligned ourselves with something that we should have never been aligned with. Right. And that doesn't mean that every time you experience something harsh, that's why. But I think that it's, you know, if we examine our, you know, situations, it's it's there yeah. for sure. We've aligned ourselves and given our loyalty to something that just does not deserve it. And really, sorry, um, <laughs> I said I wasn't going to drink anymore and I finished it. <laughs> and you did. Um, but, you know, but that's like, that's what the mark of the beast is all about. It's mm. not a thing. It's not, you know, it's not a microchip or the metaverse or any yeah. anything like that. It's all about where your loyalty is placed. Yeah. And Nahum was it's, hitting the same thing. It's almost like a government. It's <laughs> right. Hmm. Um, you know, but there's <laughs> declaring allegiance to right. something. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All you patriots pledging allegiance. <laughs> Wrong. My knee bows for one. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's a loyalty thing at its yeah. core. And mm-hmm. when we align our loyalties with things that they shouldn't be attached to, we experience the judgment that was just meant for that evil thing. Yeah. Mm. And I think that, you know, it's, you know, in the West where we're so demythologized, it's a, you know, we have to like line this up with like different things, but in other parts of the world, like they very much so align themselves with spiritual evil. Well, consider- and sometimes in the West we do that as well. It's just not, I don't think it's as like prevalent or talked about. Well, I think that like we're in an age of connecting right yeah connecting everyone everything mm-hmm. and you know to those to those you know minor prophets to those that are coming out of that context mm-hmm. you know there were there was the region of mm-hmm. Bashan right right yeah there's you know the disinherited places you know mm-hmm. and then there's the promised land right yeah you know there's you know a place where the Lord works and where the Lord moves and I think that there's uh you know in a specific context that the Lord gave them for mm-hmm. him to work in right you know, and I think we would do well to analyze things from that perspective, you know, which is what you're trying to get us to do. Yeah, during, for sure. We have message, to, you know, we really, when you read the Bible, we, we cannot, and it's, it's almost impossible to do. It takes an extraordinary amount of work that none of us will ever like come to a hundred percent, but we have to work extraordinarily hard to put ourselves in the mindset Mm. of who composed the writings or the yeah. culture of the people rather that composed the writings right and these different periods of time and through these different avenues and if we mm-hmm. if we miss what they were trying to communicate because we want to interpret it some in a way that we would understand we're we're missing the whole thing yeah right if we're getting a different message than his audience got originally that's a problem yeah and i you know I say it all the time, and one of the reasons that I'm passionate about good theology is because bad theology hurts people. Mm. It just does. Word. And, um, whoop, messed with my headphones here. There we go. Um, now but I've, Now I've only got it in one ear. There you go. It. Now it's in both. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, uh, I unscrewed it. <laughs> 
Standby technical, technical difficulties. difficulties. There we go. I got. <laughs> how did that affect yours? I don't know, but it did. That's weird, man. It's all good. Yeah. Well, anyway, you were on a good point, though. Stay on that. Yeah, let's stay on that. Um, what was I saying? Bad theology. Yeah, bad theology really hurts people, and that's why, you know, I will mercilessly make fun of you if you use verses out of context, and <laughs> you know. But in 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 the same regard, you will. You know, and that's your love language is humor. My love language is humor. If I make fun of you, it's fairly, because I like you. Fairly dark humor, but yeah, but tasteful is a better word. <laughs> but to be, uh, but to be fair, I think that it's it's just as much in the same breath that you're saying I don't have it all figured out. Yeah, you know, for we, sure, we're very much in this vein of like, as, even if you're watching this conversation, like there are people that we minister to uh, in our context down here in the BQ. You know. Uh, and, and we know that we are, uh, readers and, and digesters of spiritual things and philosophies and scriptures and books, and we make it palatable for the folks that the Lord has for us to lead, you know, but that doesn't mean that's you or that's your context or whatever. That's, that's where we are. But in doing so, uh, we are not saying that we are experts or that we have it figured out on the contrary. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, there is so much of this land, right, that is out there that is uncharted territory, in fact. Yeah. You know, the Lord is redeeming all of this, and it's basically all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's a lot of space. There's a lot of, uh, you know, territory left to be conquered, and I'm, I'm being, you know, ambiguous for a reason. But the point is, is what we're not saying is, We've got all of the good stuff figured out. But in in the same regard that Paul did in in the last series that I walked through, he even though he didn't have all the good stuff figured out, he knew what the bad was. Yeah. You know, and so it's easy for us to identify something that is false and that is wrong and say, Yeah, that's false, that's wrong. It doesn't pass the stiff sniff test, but we're still on the path to figure it out. We've been given enough context, we've been given enough uh, you know, to understand, especially the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you know, he is helping us discern what is evil. He's helping us discern what is right, what is good, what is holy. Right. Uh, and so we're not saying, and he's not saying, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, that we've got it all figured out when we're saying we're going to correct bad theology. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let's, I don't, I for sure don't want to sound like I know everything. Cause I don't, I, <laughs> I was just telling my wife like this week, I w- as I was studying, I was like, you know, like every time I dive into something, I just am amazed at how woefully little that's I know right. about things. And I and think that's why I think it's important to clarify. Very important to clarify. Right. Yeah. We're not geniuses, uh, me especially. Um, but it's it's very important to me that, <laughs> like, for example, somebody, I was talking to somebody recently and the thing came up about, you know, they were like, well, aren't black people cursed? Because that's like Ham's lineage from no. And I was like, where did you get that from? Like, oh, well, that's just, you know, I was like, what do you mean they're cursed? That was taught in my, that was, yeah. in my church. I've I've heard Growing it before, up. too. And I, <laughs> That's racist. It is. That's it's racist. racist. And then I explained the whole, the yeah. idea of, uh, you know, when uh, when Noah, or not Noah, when There's Ham. There's a much better podcast out there that you should listen to, and it makes total sense. And it's called the Naked Bible Podcast. Naked Bible Podcast. And he's got a great episode on that whole story. Yeah, but it, it's and just, it there's sense. a lot of bunk out there. And I think yeah. for me, what I'm not, I, I'm honestly like, it. it's a fear of mine that I will draw a conclusion or say something that is un, just unbiblical. 
Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And, but I <laughs> I have to work really hard to get in a contextual mindset and do my due diligence to what. And right. I still will make mistakes. Yeah, I made we'll a mistake. Uh, to do it. Yeah, we'll continue to do it. We make mistakes all the time. It doesn't change the fact, though, that once you're in that mindset, it's like silencing your phone. I know. You know? No, I know. <laughs> once, once, you're, <laughs> once you're every week, once you're in that mindset, though, and you're like, okay, I'm f- trying to figure out exactly what the Lord has for me in this. Yeah. But you clearly understand what the Lord does not have for you in that. Right. You clearly understand that, you know, the way of the snake is at work when people are interpreting these things selfishly and for themselves. Right. And, and that's, and it's, da- it is dangerous. Yeah. And so I think that there are, I think what I won't do is I will never, what you're not going to do. Yeah. Or what I would like to say that I'll never do is I don't want to shoot somebody down and say like, Hey, that's completely wrong because chances are there's always a thread of truth in something that somebody will say. Mm-hmm. But I think that they're like, I just, I have like a, you know, just a, a run of the mill that the things go through mm. before I'm comfortable saying like, Oh, well this is what this says. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where dogmatism is like a huge problem because yeah. like, no, the Bible says this like, well, it does say that, but have you considered that that's not what they meant? Right. Or have you considered that maybe the translator didn't do the best job rendering that? And yeah. that does happen. And we don't like to look at our English Bibles and say that there are things that, you know, could use some wrench time, but mm-hmm. that's, that's just the truth. It always, Every time I read something and I'm like, wow, does it say that? And I'm like, I don't know. Before I draw any conclusions, I should really look into that. Yeah. You know, and so I think that's what we're after here is we're not here to say that we have all the answers, but we just would caution you to be extremely cautious (laughs) when determining what it is that you believe about scripture, Jesus, so on and so forth. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that are black and white, Mm -hmm. you know, that we can cling to that really give us what we need for sure they they give us what we need and it's there and it's substantive and it's plenty for us to sink our teeth into and i feel like sometimes we get bored with the Mm -hmm. good stuff we do we get bored with the things that are everybody wants to read revelation and figure out the the thing right like i want to hear a study on revelation don't ever say that to me please um But, yeah. you know, things like if somebody were to walk up to me and say, like, hey, Jesus did not endure a bodily resurrection, I would say you're wrong. Right. Like, that's that's a hill that I'm willing to die on. And there are a few others <laughs> that I am willing to die on aside from that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the fact that he, that, you know, the good news, right, mm-hmm. of the gospel. Yeah. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. The truth of the gospel is enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know, I'm not willing to... You know, I'm not going to excommunicate somebody because they have a different view of creation or the flood Mm-mm. or, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. who wrote the Torah. Like there's a there's a ton of stuff out there that just it doesn't matter. It's fun to study, but it just doesn't matter. Right. Doesn't mean you shouldn't study it. It just doesn't mean that you should pick your friends based on what they think about it. <laughs> yeah. And and the fact that we are and get divided over things like that, mm-hmm. it just shows how good the snake is at deceiving. Exactly. It shows how good he is at manipulating and moving into areas of our life where, you know, where we divide, you know, yeah. and where we, you know, we could be united. Mm-hmm. We, we could have uh, things that bring us together, you know, yeah. but yet we want our pet peeve or we want our this or our that. You right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was good though. Jesus wants us to be unified and mm-hmm. the enemy, the snake wants nothing more than to see us all yep. disillusioned and divided. For sure. Yeah. But it was, uh, so just some really good truth in there. I, I, for one studying through it was just 
it's just good perspective to know that the chaos of our world is not without, I don't want to say without an author, but there is, you know, it's going somewhere. There is a desire to end and it will come to an end at some Mm -hmm. point. You know, when that is, we don't know. Yeah. How about today, Lord? Yeah. Today would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pray right now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's pray right now for that all to end. (laughs) And he's given us so, and I think we're, discovering it more you know and and i think we you made that link as far as like the holy spirit and mm-hmm. you know d- the discernment and the message go listen to the message yeah um but i think that we you know the things that will bring us discernment in these moments and in those moments of bible study and prayer and intercession and in your relationships and in what the lord is actually doing mm-hmm. in your life you know like yeah. we don't lean into we have to have eyes enough. to see that yeah. Mm-hmm. And and the Holy Spirit is there to guide you and and direct you in all of those things, you know. Yeah. It's true. And that's one of the that's one of the reasons that I stressed what I did at the end of the message when I said, "Listen, it's very I had three takeaways that I thought were good. Uh one is that we need to actively pursue a biblical worldview because mm-hmm. if we don't, we're not going to see what you just talked about. Yeah. And we're also not going to look at the state of our world and be comforted by what God is doing. Like if we do not engage with scripture, if we are not in like allowing that to soak in and affect how we view what goes on around us, like we just, we're not going to, every news headline will devastate you. Every news headline will devastate you. Every time the Lord's judgment is at play or at work or every time the snake, the enemy gets the leg up, right? It's going to be a constant tumble, which is a lot of Christians. It's true. It's a constant tumble. And it's, you know, and people will leave the church because they see what is happening and they just cannot reconcile what is happening versus what we, who we say Jesus is. And they're leaving the very thing that the Lord has given us. Uh, to make it through those things. Exactly. We need each other. And by not developing these disciplines and these habits of being engaged with Scripture, we we are becoming a part of what, mm. you know, we are drifting away and becoming not maybe a part of, but a victim of what That's of right. what God wants to bring an end to. Yeah. Um, and the other side of that coin is, uh, number two, partner with the Spirit, uh, because we <laughs> we as humans are not the brightest creatures at all we're not the sharpest tool in the shed (laughs) we don't even have tools in the shed sometimes we don't even have a shed um but you (laughs) know we jackson (laughs) right that old that old skit i think that was like mad tv or something (laughs) i don't know yeah my (laughs) father-in-law sends me all that (laughs) crazy stuff (laughs) shout out to mr steve arthur two sheds or something i can't remember (laughs) um but we you know yes we need scripture but we need so badly the, the discernment and the help and the guidance that only the spirit can give. Mm-hmm. We cannot, you can't overstate it. Hashtag you fire know, and you know, like, you know, in <laughs> what I'm currently thinking about is what my sermon may have been on Sunday without the aid of the Holy spirit, <laughs> because it would have been very different. Um, but I'm, I'm convinced that it was what it was. And that's what, that's what he wanted. Yeah. Um, and finally, don't stop with justification. Uh, we talked about, <laughs> I used the new car smell thing. I felt like that was applicable. Yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of times, you know, think about how you felt about Jesus and the church when you first became a Christian and then think about how you feel now. And is that different? And the difference isn't who Jesus is. The difference is that, you know, we have stopped somewhere along the way in this process that the Bible calls sanctification. You know, we were justified. Jesus freed us from the penalty of our sins, Mm. but we have not grown beyond that point. And when you don't grow beyond that point, the new car smell goes away. Mm. You know, you just drive a stinky Oldsmobile after a while. Hey. Um, and nobody wants that. Um, I love the new car smell. But but if we want if we want to consistently have a fresh perspective, a fresh, uh, a fresh faith, 
and a you know and a blossoming relationship with the Lord, we we have to pursue Him mm. in the way and in this through this process called sanctification and growing as a as a Christian. And we talked yeah. about just how important small groups are in yeah. that, and how important it is that we prioritize gathering together. Um, and we've had discussions about this the past you know several weeks. But like it, yeah. l- listen, I'm talking to you on the other side of the screen, yeah. or or headphones, whichever way you're listening. That's right. Um, you know it. We have to prioritize being around God's people. It matters. It matters a lot. Yeah. It matters, honestly, the most. Like, if you don't read your Bible a ton but come to church, like, I will take you over a loner who just reads the Bible by themselves every day. Yeah. You know, because your neighbor in the seat next to you on Sunday is the greatest tool in your sanctification and growing in the Lord because we're all a body together, mm-hmm. right? If you're just a kidney alone by yourself, you're not a body. Mm. If we're all together serving Jesus, we're a body. Yeah, that's really good, man. That's really good. But such a rich mm. passage, such good stuff. Go read the Minor Prophets. You could probably read all of them in like a night. Mm. Well, no, some of them are longer than others. Probably a week. You can get through it moderately. Um, but just read through it, and it's really good stuff. If you haven't listened, <clears throat> if you haven't listened to the message, it is in the notes in the description as well as my notes. Um, I did see somebody requested access to them. Uh, access was like restricted for some reason. I did change that. Uh, so the notes are easily accessible and, um, yeah, looking That's forward awesome. to, uh, our first week of coastal Christmas this weekend coming up. I'll say this. You won't recognize the auditorium. You will not recognize the auditorium. Yeah, man. It's, it's awesome. A yeah. lot of hands have put in uh, a lot of work. A lot of people put in a lot of work yeah. and, um, it we're looks just, wonderful. yeah, we're grateful for everybody's contribution, whether it was monetary or just a helping hand yeah. and, or for the vision itself. And uh, it's going to be really good. So yeah. I'm looking forward to your your series that you have planned for December. Yeah, man. Or that you're going to have planned <laughs> for December. I'm looking forward to it, too. <laughs> <laughs> We're get, speaking it into existence right now. Get ironed out. But, um, 2021. Yeah. But um, anyway, thanks for hanging out with yeah. us. And uh, Man, God bless you. We love yeah. you. We're praying for you. If we can do anything for you, um, please reach out, comment. You know, yep. we're... We are here. We would love to continue a conversation with you outside of this venue, whatever. Yeah. Where two or three yeah. are gathered, here are we in go. the middle of your business with you. <laughs> God bless you less. Yeah. God bless you and uh, have a wonderful week. We'll yeah. see you Sunday. We'll see you Sunday. That's right. Peace. Thanks so much for tuning in for this conversation on the Bethlehem Church Podcast. We hope it was a blessing to you. If you want to know more about us, feel free to check out our website at BethlehemChurch.cc. And also, in every conversation we publish, you'll find our sermon notes in the description, and we hope that you'll study these topics further. We'll see you next time.